All right. Welcome to Green and Lewis, where if you're not late, you're early. It's 9 p.m. on a Tuesday night. Sure is. Classic style. We're off to having having our uh, late new new normal. The new normal is back. As it should be. Listen. That's the way of the world. You I've explain that to the Metropolitan Transit Authority. Thank you so much. I've learned to accept that every night we have to pod, there's going to be a 40-plus minute problem with the trains. Well, I Did you get stuck at Myrtle Broadway, by the way? I was watching you on my phone for a long time. Oh, I was stuck in the Popeyes because <laughs> I was so hungry that I was like, okay, there's no line. There's no line. I'm just going to go in. They'll have a chicken sandwich ready. I can just get in and get out and eat it on the way. Oh, no. Classic error at a hotel Popeyes. <laughs> Turns out, sandwich is very, very difficult to make. It's about a five minute wait for a sandwich. Yeah. It's like. Uh, Turns out, ain't uh, nobody uh, want to be there, man. <sighs> Except for you, apparently. But I was so hungry. Like, huh? you know what's funny about that? I was actually thinking right before I came over here. I was like, Will never seems to eat before the pod. Yeah, it's it, a disaster. You know, does yeah. he, does he just eat really late lunch because he's got weird work hours or what's going on? So I'm glad I have the answer, which is. When I think you're delayed, no, I, <laughs> you're, you're actually I at a fast food restaurant. I don't have dinner before. I know, and like I'll just have something after, like whether it's a snack pile or a cheeky, you know, tea bell order, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, it, you know, that feeling in your gut where it's a little bit of pain. Yeah, sure. It's called being hungry. Yeah, it's not a bad thing. It's natural. When you've only had four hundred calories, though. <laughs> It kind of like makes you go like, oh, this isn't going to go well unless I feed the organism. Yeah, yeah, I understand. You know, like I would have had one glass of wine and been like, woo, you know. I think, I think you know, being hungry and seeing a Popeye's with no line is normally a godsend, but uh, well, I don't know about that particular location. And shit. You know, I mean, granted, like three-piece boxes were getting, you know, slung out left and right. Mm. And I was like, huh? You know what I had on my trip in Indiana that was quite delicious? Mm -hmm. I got to give you a food rundown of Indiana. I saw that pitiful buffalo wing chicken tendy moment. That was far from pitiful. That was my, uh, well, setting aside the airport food, which I'll come back to. Doesn't count, yeah. uh, My first stop was Dave's Hot Chicken. Because as I mentioned on an after show, I think, Mm -hmm. I was going to Notre Dame. So Mm -hmm. this is middle country. You know, squarely in the middle of the country, not good food options to begin with, and then add a college campus into that. Welcome to fried food heaven. You are extremely fucked if you're trying to eat anything that isn't a carbo load. They don't have a sweet cream? Or a fat bomb. No, they didn't have anything like that. I was really hoping for something like that because by day two, I was like, okay, I would like a salad, please. But no, no salads to be found. No greenery in Indiana Uh of any kind, of any variety, really. It's a flat, low place with dead grass and uh, chicken sandwiches. But I got to have Dave's Hot Chicken, which I don't know if you've ever heard of this. No, I'd gotten ads for it on Instagram before. It's like a chain that started in L.A. as a food truck. Oh. And then their whole business model, I also read the Wikipedia page as of course, do, yeah. uh, is to be on college campuses. So apparently every college campus nationwide has a Dave's Hot Chicken. I mean, honestly, great idea. It is a great idea. And it's really good. I got to tell you, it's quality 
fried chicken because huh. you can actually get it really spicy. Uh, they have six different spice grades. What'd you get? Like a five? I got the five, mm-hmm. and it lived up to the hype. You know, it was a Midwest five. It's not going to blow your face off, but it was pleasurable right. heat. I wish I'd gotten a six. Hmm. And I also just liked that their portions were ginormous. Their combo options were either you get a sandwich and fries or a sandwich and a tendy and fries. That's what I got. Or Honestly? you get two sandwiches and fries. What the fuck? And I was like, this is the best restaurant of all time. That's the, that's two the best Two sandwiches order. and fries? Yeah. I decided to go with the tendy because I knew I was in for a long trip. Right. Of carbo loading, I was like, let's lay off t- having two buns right off the bat. Fair. Because I was just coming off. This was in New York. This was New York side, by the way. I was just coming off getting a bacon, egg, and cheese on a Belgian waffle for breakfast. From where? <laughs> so th- this has been on my mind, too, because I know you're a big LaGuardia fan. Love LaGuardia. And I don't think I'm a convert, but I do think I see what people are saying You now understand now? Because I finally got to go to the new terminal. Yeah, new LaGuardia is like... Lit AF, as the children say. Now, I've been to LaGuardia several times, and I must have just gotten stuck in Terminal C or Terminal A, which are the old ones, mm-hmm. that they didn't mm-hmm. renovate. Yeah. And then I got to go to Terminal B. Terminal B is great. Terminal B has a giant food court. Oh, beautiful. It has the Las Vegas-style fountain that has that oh, strange yeah, stupid, smell like, yeah, of yeah. like chlorine and cleaner. You know, you feel like yeah, you're yeah. in a casino when you're in that mm-hmm. food court. Also, the bathrooms were like really clean and kind of nice. Yeah. And I noticed that all the employees, I think they're forced to be chipper, but they were all, like, helpful and, like, welcoming. It was strange. I think they're like, I don't work at the shitty LaGuardia. I work at the nice LaGuardia now. Well, here's what makes me think they're forced to do it. Because when I went to get on the airport Wi-Fi, it prompts you to take a satisfaction quiz. It's optional. Uh... But I decided to take it because Mm -hmm. I was like, I am satisfied with this. Mm -hmm. I would like to give feedback and many of the questions were about employee conduct ah. and their helpfulness. So mm. I think there's some kind of quota now, smile quota, that if you don't you don't mean it, you know we're gonna hear about it and you lose bad, your yeah. little you get a frowny face. You get a frowny badge, as mm-hmm. Butters would say. Do they have the, the thing in the bathroom where you have to like tap the face? No, but I remember that. What does JFK have that? You like tap the frowny face if if they need if you need more stuff in the bathroom, right? Or if you're dissatisfied <sighs> with its cleanliness. Either JFK has it or fuck where was it? No, you know what? I bet it's Is Newark. It... It's not JFK. I've been to JFK enough times to remember that. I think it's, it's Newark somewhere... International Airport. I thought it was like where's the place we flew into in London Town? I feel like I saw it for the first time there. Where people Heathrow? Were... Yeah. I don't know. Maybe no, it wasn't Heathrow. Oh, we went to the other one. We went to the suburban one. I don't remember what that airport's fucking called. That's definitely not the first time I've seen it, though. I've seen it stateside. JFK. Yeah. Maybe. Anyways. So, yeah, I got a Belgian waffle bacon, egg, and cheese for breakfast from From a a stand called Hill Country, which I'd never heard of. Oh, the one on the corner? Uh, Sort of on the corner. Next to the Starbucks? Close to the Starbucks, Yeah. yeah. Well, sort of close to the Starbucks. Across the way from the Starbucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways. Yep. Not good. That was a very poor decision, but I thought, you know, in contrast to my previous statement about not wanting to have too much bun, I thought, you know, let's get this trip started off right. There's nothing better than getting on a plane and eating something terrible, but I chose the most terrible of the terrible. I only ate half of it, and I threw the rest away Yeah, because business expense, don't care. You know, if it was my own money, I think I would have scarfed it down, but I was like, you know what? I don't have to finish this. I didn't pay for it. 
So wow, goodbye. So just contributing to food waste and you know, hundred percent corporate glut. No wow. regret. Hmm. No regret. So yeah, I got Dave's hot chicken. But the rest of the food I had, I, I can list off. I can list off real quick. You'll be familiar mm-hmm. uh, with most of these places. Jimmy John's. That's kind of uh, could be healthy. Mm. No, not not really, but right, but you know, Jimmy John's, Chipotle, Seven Eleven food. Why? Uh, you know, at some point I needed to get a green juice, you know, oh, and, and okay. where else was I going to, you know, at 7-Eleven, that was the only place around that huh. didn't serve burgers. You oh, know what shit, I mean? Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. So I had that. I, I now I can. Oh, I got some really bad shawarma seamless really? to my hotel room. Huh. It was terrible. Um, and what else? I got one other thing, but I don't remember. It doesn't matter. You get the gist. It was all chain food. Yeah. I got chain food after chain food after chain food. I feel like a Jimmy John's is like a refreshing treat sometimes, though. You know what? I have to tell you. The advantage to not being in a major city is that the fast casual food, like a Jimmy John's or a Chipotle, is Actually slaps. pretty fucking yeah. good. The Jimmy yeah. John's was probably the best thing, I'll be honest. They like they hire those stone teens and just give them free reign. You're you know? absolutely right. This guy was not a teen. He had the mindset of a teen, and oh. he was definitely stoned. But he was like a thirty something beardo, and he was very excited to make me a sandwich because I was the only person in there uh, at like yeah. nine thirty at night, fair in the middle of the week, and he was he was pumped. You know, yeah, he was pumped on my Italian nightclub, which is basically just a glorified hoagie, but I got it with pickles. It was good. It was really mm. good actually. Um. The thing is, too, I, I hadn't had Jimmy John's in maybe, like, ten years, going probably. on 15 years. I yeah. think the last time I had it was when I lived in Ohio. It was one of the only things around on a college campus. it was on Coventry, campus. yeah. Yeah. And, and I d- used to hate it. Oh. I would get it, like, very often, but very begrudgingly. I always oh. felt they put too much mayo on their sandwiches. Well, that's Ohio. And I didn't like their bread. Oh, I like their bread. But I, I kind of liked it this time. Yeah. It was very, very good. I mean, if you compare that to a Subway, it's like... Glorious. Oh, it's, you, you can't compare it to a subway. It's not I mean, the same. Yeah. You know, way better. And the Chipotle, much to my surprise, was very good. It reminded me of the old days. I was like, wow. Huh. I remember when this was good. The rice portion. You got a burrito or you got a bowl? I got a burrito. Yeah. I could tell while I was waiting in line that it was going to be good. I, it, Chipotle was packed. Oh, that's a good It sign, was a yeah. lunchtime Chipotle, and it was packed with college students, and I was kind of spying what everybody had ordered. The guy in front of me made the ultimate faux pas of ordering a burrito bowl tortilla on the side, which the makers of those things we all know what you're doing. hate to do. Yeah. And I wanted to do that. I have very little shame about doing that, but I was like, I can't back-to-back this guy. No. He's upset, so I'll just full-on go burrito, and I was glad I did. Barbacoa burrito was quite good. I feel like that's more the way to go now. The bowls are just sad. I mean... They're really not packing it into a bowl, you know? No, you have to order double portions of everything. That's what I noticed all the like jacked football playing college students doing was they would just say double of everything. Double meat. But then your you know, then your bowl costs twenty five dollars. Yeah, that's but, not no, that's not right. You know, when you're doing it on the dining hall reward points or whatever, it doesn't oh, really matter right, yeah. so much. But for me, I was like, No. I'll stick with the standard burrito. But yeah, it reminded me of the glory days of Chipotle. Hmm. Whose Wikipedia page I also read. I had a lot to do, you know. I, 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 well, I shouldn't say that. I had very little to do, so I yeah. ended up doing a lot of amateur. A lot research. of laps to to hit at the pool. Yeah, I was hit. I hit the pool up for a good half a day. I had the pool house to myself. I vaped wow. in there the entire time, and only at one point did a drunk man in the middle of the afternoon come in and go, "How's the water?" And before I could respond, he just turned around and left. I think he was just having a good. 
He was having a good old fun. Yeah, uh huh. He was just goofing on me. Oh boy. But yeah, I swam a bunch in the pool. I just kept getting out, puff on the vape, text somebody on the phone, hop back in the pool. I stayed in the pool house for like three hours just by myself. Jesus Christ. Yeah, you know, I was bored as hell, man. I'd done everything possible that you can do at Notre Dame, which is do your job. Yeah. See their little art museum, walk around their entire campus, hmm. and then come back and hang out in the pool. You know, their campus was kind of nice, actually. I have to give Notre Dame props. I kind of liked it there. I was like, oh, the Catholic. It's Catholics. like Castle It is. Right? You know. Well, they have like a they have a cathedral there that's, that was built in the 1880s huh. that is a quite good imitation of like a 19th century, or not a 19th century, uh, quite a good imitation of like a Gothic uh, European mm-hmm. cathedral. Well. You know? It's large in the style that those are. It's like good. It's tall. Yeah. And it looks like uh, what... I would imagine those French cathedrals looked like when they were new because oh. the paint jobs and all the restorations and stuff are all original and they're not that cracky peely yet. Mm-hmm. You're not missing any stained glass. You're kind of like, okay, if this wasn't in Indiana, this would probably be an amazing experience. Right. But you're getting filtered gray, shitty light. Yeah, exa- exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On an overcast day, you're just like, yeah, it's not that magical in here. Yeah. I can also just, you know, I can tell I'm not near any rivers or mountains or glorious history. I, you know, the dead souls of the Native Americans that once lived here do not inhabit this cathedral. Yeah. So all the corn. Yeah. Mm. And just a little, a little weird. But you know, it's heavy. It was heavier on the religion vibe vibes than I even expected. They had stuff like this it's everywhere. Notre Dame. I know. All of their public we... art was Christian. Really? Yeah. Huh. I mean, on the outside of the library, they had these like cool gold leafed. Um, like Christian symbols all laid into like polished sandstone, you know, like some Christian modern symbols, like the, like the fish, oh. like, um, you know, sort of art deco or like constructivist looking like versions of the cross and hmm. the star of David. And it was, it was all very like 1920s modern Christendom. Huh. It was a weird vibe, like sort That's of strange, sort yeah. of Eastern sort of Soviet. There was a lot of that going on. They had a a cool like walk around this big pond, and there was these little stations of the cross, like uh, copper reliefs. So, like every twenty feet as you're going around the pond, you hit a new station of the cross, and you know it's some grisly like crucifixion scene yeah. with your beautiful ducks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you hear Jesus was nailed to the cross, and he cried three times. Quack! You know, just well, I think everyone there thought I was an absolute freak because, of course, I'm very taken with these like corroded and and, like, you know, patinaed copper stations of the cross. And I'm stopping like walking across flower beds to like take pictures of them and stuff. Mm -hmm. And mostly this path is just like college girls like running for exercise. And they're like, who's the creep with his hood up? Like really investigating, you know, the Christian the, mile the markers yeah. or whatever, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, I've never seen this guy before. I don't yeah. think we should run around this pond after dark. Well, you okay. know, I think that's the vibe I was given off. They had a grotto for the Virgin Mary. That was like literally like a little water cave and everyone would go in there and like light candles huh. and all the Midwestern tourists that come to Notre Dame for football were like in there praying. There was a lot of boomer Notre Dame tourists. I noticed. They w- I mean, they love Rudy, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, does that take place there? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I, there was a big game between Notre Dame and USC. I found this out while I was there. Why didn't you go? It was the day before I came. Oh. But I think there was a lot of residual um, tourists 
although I got the sense that those kind of people are there all the time. Like they seemed very welcoming to, um, you know, rosy cheeked white people embracing their Catholicism Yeah, because they pay for everything. That's true. Maybe a lot of them were alum. I don't know. Well, it's not even alumni. It's just the fact that like, it's not just a school. It's a tourist destination for that thing. Again, Rudy, True. like, you know, there f- isn't their stadium huge. It's so big. Yeah. It's like an NFL stadium. Yeah. It has the part. It has more space on the campus is devoted to the stadium and the parking lots than anything else by like three orders of magnitude. Yeah. 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 I mean, you never went to the Rutgers stadium, but that one was like, I did in fact go to the Rutgers stadium. I went to a ball game with Ron there. Oh, and I remember that because there was some there was some young kid who had like a spinal injury a couple oh, games yeah. before that paralyzed him for oh, life. Yeah, that's right. And he was better he was enough to get trotted out and like, you know, sympathy given to him. I hope he enjoyed that day because no one's ever thought about him since then. Well and now he's in his mid thirties and he probably killed himself. No. R. I. P. I think he's a motivational speaker. Oh, really? Good probably, for him. Probably. Good for him. I hope he's I hope he's a proselytizing Christian too, on top of that. Mm-hmm. I hope he thanks God every day for taking away his legs. Because that's what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that that's dark. Um <laughs> That went away. I'm sorry, man. I'm just feeling the Holy Spirit after my trip to Notre Oh, Dame. Jesus. I don't think that's how that goes. Yeah. You can't be filled with the Spirit and then be mocking mocking the cripples. The last thing I will say about that, mm-hmm. about Notre Dame, is that I have to give them credit for their art museum, actually. Huh. I was privileged to get to install there during construction. And mm-hmm. as I mentioned prior, I was very nervous that I wouldn't get to see anything mm-hmm. because it's a construction zone. But luckily, it was close enough to being done. That yeah. they had some stuff installed. I'd say maybe 40% of it. And for a museum of a college, it's one of the best buildings I've ever seen. Brand new building. Oh. I did not expect that. I thought they were building a wing or something yeah. or like renovating whatever. No. They abandoned their old museum and they built this four-story, like beautiful neoclassical like rotunda. Mm-hmm. So you walk in and it's like a dome-shaped thing. You can see the balcony of every level. And then each level has maybe four or five pretty sizable for a regional slash college museum uh, gallery on it. And they have a working chapel inside the museum because Notre Dame, almost every building apparently has to have some Jesus. Okay. So they commissioned some Italian artist who I'd never heard of to make this beautiful chapel, big stained glass thing, Hmm. uh, big mosaic on the ceiling, custom vestments for the priests. And, you know, you know, we're getting a little walking tour from our liaison there. And she's talking about this and that and blah, blah, blah. And I'm, like, thinking, you know, this is really pretty and everything. They had just had the chapel consecrated the day before I got there. Hmm. I got there on a Sunday. Just got to sprinkle some water on it and call it a day. Yeah, I think that's what they do. But they were showing us the little, like, priest kitchen. Because I guess the priest gets, like, a private kitchen. Because you need access to water yeah. and, like, disposal and stuff. And I learned... That when you have leftover holy water from a ceremony, you're not allowed to pour that down a regular drain because it's disrespectful to combine it with sewage. Holy water must go straight into the earth. It's not allowed to pass through any pipes shared with other things. Hmm. It's like the Catholic version of kosher. You know, you can't mix it on the plate. Like, it's okay to pour it down the drain, but it's got to have its own drain that goes straight into the ground. It's not allowed to go into a municipal sewer system. So this chapel's on the fourth floor of this place. And they had to run its own pipe all the way down to the groundwater, like beneath the foundation, just so the the priest water 
can go down there and be properly disposed of. Oh, those are proper Catholics. Wow. Mm-hmm. I feel like I definitely threw out some holy water in my day. You know. Oh, I'm sure. I, I, as I a, think... As a, as a bellboy or whatever the fuck they're called. Listen, I think there's a lot of dirty priests out there. Well, there's a lot of dirty priests, period. Well, but I think there's a lot of dirty priests out there that are not disposing of things correctly. No, they're like, yeah, it's getting there eventually. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, or you take it out to the parking lot while you're, you, you know, yeah, sucking they, on a butt and you throw it over the hood of your Honda Civic. I, I think... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Toyota Tercel to just gets a little, like, a little windshield washing yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah. <sighs> Oh uh, yeah, I, w- I learned so much about like the consecration. It was it's so specific. All the things they have to do and like the dimensions they have to keep in mind and all this stuff. And then dimensions. Yeah, I can't remember exactly what, but there was like certain distance away from the stained glass. The pulpit thing had to go, and you have to have like the relics on a certain place, a certain distance from other things. I don't know. Maybe there's differences for chapels and churches. I have no idea what all of this business is about, but. Hmm. You know, the one thing that took me off guard and I actually asked this question and I got no satisfied answer. I was like, you know, for as specific as they are about all this stuff, how can they have an artist just make custom vestments for the priest? Like you're just allowed to riff yeah, on you, the ceremonial as as, clothing. As long as you get the right colors, no one really gives a shit. Well, that's the thing. I mean, the colors were just whatever this artist wanted. That didn't even matter. Oh, you usually have to have certain kinds depending on if it's, oh, what's it called? Ordinary time. Or non-ordinary time. Oh, see, she showed us the closet, and there was three or four in there. So maybe that's what the deal was. Mm-hmm. Maybe that each one was for a different thing or whatever. But mm-hmm. she implied that the priest that came to consecrate it was just like tight, bro, and just like picked one out, like it was a supreme hoodie. <laughs> Young <laughs> so priests, I, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, who knows what they're up to? Yeah, there. usually ordinary time, it's like green and white or beige, like just beige ones. Mm-hmm. Then there should be a purple one. I remember there being a bright red one, which, in all honesty, kind of scared me because it was red, black, and white. And I was like, the way these colors are proportioned Ooh, power, reminds power me color. of a certain thing. Ooh. And, it, you know, we cannot, we're not allowed to talk about it right now, but oh boy. that's not good. And then there was, like, a purple and white one that I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. And then there was, like, a blue and white one. Bluish. Oh, white one. That might be their ordinary time, then. Yeah, maybe. Why do I remember this? Hmm. Huh. Yeah, well. Well. Yeah, but the the quality of their museum was nice. The quality of the work in their museum, it, you know, it left a lot to be desired, but it looked good in there. They had substantial collections of African and Native American art that I did not get to see. Apparently, hmm. that's like the last stuff installed because it's so light sensitive and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But I got to see their uh, their modern collection. And, you know, like any museum like that, it's characterized by a lot of minor works by minor artists. Mm-hmm. But there was like a, um, what's that cubist name, Metzinger? I might be confusing that with Kurt Metzger, the comedian, but there, there's a minor cubist. He's like the fourth most important one or fifth most important one. I think his name is Metzinger. Sure. But he had a pretty hot painting in there. I posted it on my Instagram. Hmm. Uh, that was good. There was a nice Fairfield Porter that was hmm. donated by Fairfield Porter himself. Oh. I have no idea what the connection is. That's a little weird, yeah. Um, You know, stuff like that. Stuff yeah. you wouldn't like find. Like Americana and yeah. like third rate, third run shit. A lot yeah. of like, a lot of like weird abstract expressionism that you could tell were just alumni that were yeah. probably like regionally important if you even want to extend them that courtesy it's not like going to yale where you're like bangers everywhere they spent a shit ton of money on a commission from julie Moretu that they a huge painting but one of the new ones too that's like all spray painting and fluorescent suck. and graffiti it yeah. does suck but they that but then they hung it in the lobby like exposed to bright sunlight and I, well, I was like, that'll look great wow, for about two years. You guys hung it here, huh? Like, I was, I was being shady, 
And the lady picked up on it and she was like, yeah, that's where the donor wanted it. I mean, we tried our best. We tested the light levels in here and we think it'll be okay. And I kind of looked at her like, and you mm, were like, I don't know. You're like, nah, girl. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. And she's like, it's too bad too because we had to stretch it in here. It's like sort of in a foyer. Yeah. And she's like, it won't fit out if we ever have to move it. And I was like, well, give it two months and we'll see how beige it looks. Huh? Send it back to the studio. She can just recode it. I'm sure Gagosian or whoever the fuck will pay for it. Oh, yeah. Who care. cares? Yeah. No one gives a shit. That no, doesn't matter. Or actually, they, they won't answer your calls because you used your entire endowment on this one POS well, thing. And they're like, hmm, never mind. Well, if it's a donor. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Depends on who I don't. Donor again, is, I yeah. don't mean to slag the people. They were very nice. Well, they, they know what they're dealing with. Yeah, they, and they were. it was nice to work. I really like working with like smaller institution people, especially in out-of-the-way places, because they're pretty unpretentious. They're like really happy you're there, and you're like, why? This job sucks. And they're like, no, our jobs are cool, right? And you're like, yeah, I guess. You know what I mean? It's just that's the difference yeah. in energy. They're like so stoked because they have like the one. Well, they have a shiny job. new toy, and too. they have new toys, and they like to see them, and they like to help people, and they're just really sweet people usually. Yeah. And you're like, oh yeah, these people like like this. I forgot what that's like. Well, anyways, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, you're like, I'm hey, like, hey, I hey. like the hotel pool more than I like this piece, but fine, sure, not you know, hey, off, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever flips your cookie, you know. Ugh. But yeah, I took a spin around. They had they had a nice boucher, actually. They had some old masterworks. I was like, oh, yeah, like this is an old college, an old institution. I think back in the day, they like in the early 20th century, they probably had, had a, money for a long time. They Plus, probably had a lot of alumni that were buying them like cool shit that they could never afford anymore. Yeah. They had some cool uh, Gilbert Stewart stuff, you know, like oh, you Gilby. said, Americana. They had two. Yeah. Two Gilbert Stewart portraits that were rather nice that I'd never seen before. Hmm. Um. You know, stuff like that. And then yeah. it's mostly names you never heard of. Although oh. they had, like, you know, they had some, like, paintings. They they were not by artists that I knew, but they were from, like, the 13th century, oh. 14th century. They had, like, Giotto-aged stuff, well, but could, by minor people. you can kind people. of buy that at auction for... If there's no name at it, and it's, like, attributed to the second... Master of Patagonia. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. exactly. That's, that's what it was. Yeah. So... And if it's just attributed to, you're like, man, it's kind of bad. But it's old. Yeah, and some old. of that, and some of the stuff they had was interesting because it was in really good shape. It, again, I have no idea what the significance of it is or if it's yeah. important or whatever. But I was just like, oh man, the gold leaf on this looks pretty well, damn good. Well, that's the joy of a regional museum. Mm-hmm. Less, less breathing, less footsteps, less you know, tourists trying to take a selfie with it. Yeah, and no, it's going to exactly. last and be beautiful forever. Yeah, yeah. At one point, she's you know, the person's taking us around. She's like. We have a new location that's closer to the edge of campus, which is true, which was very convenient for me because I was staying in a hotel right outside of the campus, and mm-hmm. I was like, great, this is walkable. Don't even have to take a car. Yeah. Love that. Love that for me. She's like, I hope that we get more community engagement now that we're not in, in the center of campus anymore. And I was like, hmm. Indiana, big football town. Doubt it. No. I think your engagement's about to stay the same. You're going to have art history students who... <laughs> are staying, like, in the middle of your campus who are pissed that they have to schlep all the way out to your museum. Yeah, maybe maybe you'll get some more people from, like, wh- where's that college that DFW taught in, like, you know, Bloomington, Illinois, or whatever, mm-hmm. like, you know, a 90-mile drive. They'll be like, it's better than going to Chicago. We'll stop by, you know. Is it, though? Mm. Get some Dave's Hot Chicken. I don't know if they have that there. You sick a pot belly. Yeah, you, you got the, need to drive down to Dave's. You got a sick, sick pot belly up there and a Grand Lux. Ooh, baby, take me to Chicago. I haven't been to Chicago in a minute. I would like to go back That there. would be fun. Yeah. It's easy and cheap there. Yeah. 
But anyways, yeah, a lot a lot happened, man. I did yeah. the I did the Notre Dame thing. You came to the housewarming. I was mm-hmm. happy that you made that. That was the night before. Yeah. Oof. That was not a fun. That was not a fun morning. experience. Yeah, because yeah. I had to get up at like five in the morning. You were like, "I'm being good. Everyone else is drunk." And then by the time I left, like an hour later, you were like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." No, I got toasted completely. I was like, Ooh. "I was being really, really good," and then people started doing shots. Oh yeah. And then I wasn't doing the shots. And I was kind of standing in the kitchen with a couple more tame people. Mm -hmm. And they opened a bottle of wine that they brought. Yeah. And I realized that in about 15 minutes, I had drank like half of it. And I actually said, like, I'm so sorry. I just drank all of your wine. And they're like, we brought it for everyone. Like, so sweet. But clearly, like, no, I did do that. Yeah. Yeah. And then after that, the rails were off. Yeah. It was fine. I was making spritzers for everybody. I was like, ooh. I was like, Hi. Y'all are toasty. Here. Yeah. Drink like French teenagers. It's fun. Yeah. Have have some seltzer. Have some water uh, with your How liquor. about let's get get some water in you people who have to travel, you know, far and wide. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But yeah, I was happy you got to see the place. Oh, I like nice. the place. Yeah. 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 I was disappointed that you were not uh, enthusiastic okay. about it. But what do I, you know. There's bookcases up on the ceiling. But what do I I've known you a long time. I knew you were going to have a problem with the bookcases. For the record, everybody loves the bookcases. They don't have taste. People are people are genuinely jealous of my bookcases. So I'll have you know. I would like to see their homes. Mm, yeah, well. That would, oh, can we do that? Just have people send in photos of their apartment and like we can thumbs up, thumbs down, pick it apart. I would like that a lot. I w- I will zoom on your picture and find weird things in the background. Oh yeah. So like... hide your plugs, people, because I'm gonna find <laughs> it. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. So I did that. Oh, I saw the Walkman again. Did I tell you that? I saw that, and I was like, yeah. "You just saw them." I did just see them. I didn't, you know, I didn't have to pay for it. Oh. It's it's the girlfriend's scene, but uh, I I enjoy going. And, and weirdly enough, well, I was like, "How is Hamilton not just fully blown out after doing all of these screaming Walkman songs?" I don't know, but but he was great, and he seemed, you know, he seemed really happy. It was the last show of oh. the tour. Oh, there you go. So, <laughs> you know, I was saying this at the housewarming party. It's hilarious because I paid like. A, a way billion too much money for the, for the original tickets because it was supposed to just be this limited run of like four shows or whatever yeah. and then of course they're you know the they did a full switch. one yeah they're like we'll do a whole, t- whole tour so i saw basically the first show and the last show mm-hmm. of this thing and uh hamilton seemed genuinely just like over the moon happy that like people remembered the band like he seemed grateful hmm. that he had that they have the audience that they have still yeah. well, they're in Brooklyn. I mean, Brooklyn, yeah, of course I mean, of course i wonder how they did around the country but they must have done well enough because yeah. he's you know he seemed to be coming off quite a high um it was fun although i don't know how Ree feels about it but i will say i enjoyed the first show much more because it was at a smaller place yeah i don't know this band well you know i'm going yeah. off like Vibes. vibes and just mm-hmm. energy i think people were more excited for it and this huge theater webster hall is more fun than king's theater king's theater was really cool it's like a really beautiful amazing building that's in flatbush for no reason well no there was a reason for that back in the day yeah. it's like residue of a time i don't remember you well know, it used to not king's theater used to not exist this is like a new thing as of like 2014 mm. like they it got rehabilitated and really? resuscitated yes and that's oh. there's something like that happening at Queens like there's a Queens theater now. So I think there's like a thing of like, you know, instead of it being a vim, it can be like a concert venue. I or see. The- okay. Like the old theater is actually being used as old theaters instead okay. of just like nothing. 
That's not bad. That's good. I like that. Yeah, I do too. Taking advantage of like basically like, hey, you know, these outer boroughs are now like real neighborhoods with lots of people. Yeah, like might as don't well. make people go to fucking Barclays or and shut down all of Brooklyn. No, I was just talking about this before the Walkman show because the Postal Service 20th anniversary yeah. tour just happened. I found out too late. But they were playing Madison Square Garden, yeah. and I was like, that wouldn't be good. I don't want to go. Not only do I not want to go there for commute reasons, it's like that building sucks. Yeah. I don't know what the advantage of seeing them in the round would be. There were be. only like five shows, that's why. You're like a million feet away. I mean, what? That sucks. But the King's Theater, back to that, was very cool architecturally, and I liked being in the space and whatever. But uh, that many people... That size of a room, it just it just wasn't it as... It dissipates the energy. Yeah, it just yeah. wasn't as intense as it could be. And we had some weird people in front of us that were like, you know, you have assigned seats or whatever because it's a theater, but everybody oh, yeah. stands, of mm-hmm. course. Yeah. The row in front of us, half of them left, like, four songs in. Like, they played The Rat, and then these people left. Oh. Like, that's well, the only song we know. I might as well not stay for it. That's oh. kind of the vibe I got. And then the remaining part of their party which was originally like two or three people stayed but sat down and then just scrolled on their phones and then Go left home. and then left early and I, and re and i are looking at each other like this is a vibe killer like yeah if you're gonna scroll on your phone because you're here for your girlfriend or whatever like leave that's fine go. just go yeah. home yeah this is a very strange thing to pay money to do yeah it's very zoomer brained behavior were they young they were younger than most people they, oh. i don't think they were zoomers but they were maybe like 28 those are people who are like, oh, we'll just check out the show and then we'll go. I think so. You know, like... Because the crowd was mostly older than me. Middle-aged, yes. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you know. that makes sense. I mean, the clip that reposted, I was like, oh, they're doing Lisbon tracks. Wow. Yeah, deep, yeah, Deep yeah. cuts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they did do a lot of deep cuts, apparently. I have to be told that. I don't know. But, yeah, they played a lot of early stuff. It was very, you know, sentimental and impressive for yeah. people into the band. But, you know, it was fun to do that. And and most of the reason I mentioned it is just think about that string of things. I had my housewarming party, stayed up really late, got up at five in the morning, mm-hmm. got on a plane all day, ate a bunch of really shitty food, yeah. did a job, walked around, swam in a pool, flew again, mm-hmm. went straight to the Walkman, and then like straight back to work. Yeah. So I've been talking for 35 minutes, but well, that's this why. Is, but this is why like, like uh, it was like, was it? It must have been Tuesday, like last week then. I was with Adam, and he's like, wait, you don't have pot? I'm like, no. There's there's Travel happening, and apparently we're at the Walkman now. What the fuck? <sighs> it was just one thing into the next, into the next. Into, it was I'll, totally I'll unbroken. I'll into, into the ether. Next time that the Walkman ever do something, you know who listened to every album? You? This guy. I didn't know that, man. Yeah. Oh, we would have invited you for sure. <sighs> I didn't really I know, didn't know you were that, that, this, that I also him. didn't know this concert was happening. Yeah. Otherwise, I would have been like, y'all going? They implied that they they will do this again. I'm yeah. sure it won't be every year or yeah. whatever, but I bet they'll do it on the fives or tens. You know, yeah, to keep it, yeah, to kind of keep the rhythm, interested, yeah. keep keep people interested. They might make a new album and oh, tour that. that. Yeah, nobody exactly wants that. No. But I didn't know that. I genuinely oh, no, didn't. No. I w- well, I would have let you know. That would have been fun. Oh, I yeah. well, I didn't know. Like, the, the tickets to this one were cheap. Too. That's the thing. The yeah. last one I was like three hundred. Get the fuck mm-hmm. out of here with this. Um. But I was like, huh? This has been happening. Well, you know, Beyonce did that, right? Ooh, did what? So for Renaissance, there was like one night in Atlanta or two nights in Atlanta. And then people were paying thousands of dollars for tickets. And then the first night in Atlanta, she's like, I got another show for you three days from now. We added a date. 
and people were like, then why the fuck did I just spend $1,200 for one ticket when I can now get them for $200? Everyone I talked to about this, I didn't know about Beyonce. That's a particularly egregious example because... She's like, I want your money. You might as well go to like the Monaco Grand Prix for that price. You know what I mean? Go on a vacation. Yeah, seriously. But... uh. Everyone I've talked to about this that's like a music head that more frequently goes to shows is in the know about this. They're like, yeah, I never go to the reunion thing because they're always just they're always just teeing it up for oh, a yeah. tour. And they'll always come back to the place where they launched it and half the people will go and it'll be where it's launched where the all price. the people live. They're like, well, we don't have to go anywhere. Yeah. This is like why when the Nationals like does rounds and they're like, we're doing Madison. I'm like, you'll be playing the Prospect Park band show at some point in the summer. Thank you so much. Cool it. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I, this is a slightly tangential, but I was surprised to learn about the postal service thing, the postal service and death cab for cutie. Mm-hmm. Um, they did, it was the 20th anniversary of the postal service album mm-hmm. and of transatlanticism, mm-hmm. the most iconic, in my opinion, mm, death cab album. That, but yeah, but the fact that they could fill Madison square garden, I was like, they achieved like a level of escape velocity to mainstream ex- success that like I didn't realize. I guess that's mostly people in New Jersey who are emo kids. Yeah, maybe, but I I I think it's because they were on car commercials. I don't know. I just think yeah. I have a weird idea of who listened to them back then, which back then was probably accurate. But over the years, has probably expanded in a way I didn't realize. Probably. I don't know. I mean, they're in they're in every retail store. Like people hear that shit. I have never in my life played a single. No, we played at American Eagle when I was 16. Well, and they have poppier songs from lesser albums that I know people Oh, like. Death Cab? Yeah, oh, Death I Cab. I don't know about that. I think a lot of people are there for Postal Service, too. Yeah. I mean, I was in an Urban Outfitters in Indiana because I Why? had to buy a bathing suit oh. for the hotel pool. Couldn't find a bathing suit, just bought a regular pair of shorts. But they have mesh inside, and they're basically waterproof, so they are a bathing suit. Turns out oh. I'm a small in Urban Outfitter sizes, which in makes BDG? no sense to me. Yeah, that doesn't. But I got a really good deal because now elastic waist. Yes. Oh, there you go. Now's the t- mm. now's the- <laughs> <laughs> now's the time to buy shorts because they were on mega clearance, and they only no shit. They only had smalls and extra larges, and I was like, well, I guess these will be hanging off me. And then I was like, well, I'll take the I'll go into the changing room. There's nobody here. And I tried on the small, and I was like, this fits great. Fantastic. But, you know, let's check in again in February oh. <laughs> and see where I'm at. Oh, yeah, the eating holidays are coming. Yeah, Can't and the bike, ti- yeah, the bike time is over, and the eating holidays are coming. Oh, my favorite time. But I, mean, well, I was going to say, I was in the Urban Outfitters, and they played the Postal Service in there. I heard yeah, it in there. Then, you know, that's also a level of, like, nostalgia for people who want to pay for that because i don't think like teens are buying that shit because they're just going to thrift stores for things you know gen z loves a thrift store driving up prices for pavos well you but you're thinking of like big city gen z people i'm telling you the urban outfitters was one of the most poppin places in indiana on the edge of a college campus a bunch of normies going to a catholic university buying thongs with their mom which i did witness it was weird yeah, but why were you just like next to them, being like they were in the, front of me in oh. line, and I was like, "Oh man, like I'm way too old to be in here." Like everyone yeah. working here is 15 years my senior. Everyone shopping here, except for the mom, is 15, 15 years, years or senior. You were uh, my, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, my junior. Okay, I'm closer in age to the mom in this place, and I'm by myself. I look like a weirdo. I'm buying shorts. 
because I need to swim in the hotel pool. Like, this is a bad scene. And then that happens, and I'm like, oh, guys. I feel like, you you know, I'm just going to do some armchair psychology. You need to do those kind of things, like, by yourself more often. It's not weird. You're just living your life and doing things. No, here's the thing. I, it, it doesn't bother me. In my, I do do things like that all the time in New York City in my yeah. everyday life because everybody does that and yeah. nobody thinks it's weird and nobody's looking at you. Right. But all eyes are on a middle. I'm a middle aged, like on a middle aged man in an urban outfitters on a college campus that people don't recognize. That's a that's weird. Try to put yourself back in the position. Maybe this wouldn't apply to you, but I'm just thinking of like normal fucking people. Put yourself back in the position of like a person you don't recognize in your small area where you probably recognize almost everybody almost all the time is Here's, now here. I, I don't think anyone's paying attention to anything. Probably not. TBH. I know. am overselling it because we're podcasting. Yeah. But I, but I do think that there is some truth to that, that mm. like, you know, wandering around in a sparsely populated area it looks weird. Uh, maybe i don't know like because you know when i go to gym in ohio like no one looks at me any like no one's paying attention no, but, to you, but you know gym perception is different that's a different space you're in a different mindset like i guess but also like if i go shop like i kick in the doors of the outlet center and i'm like papa's back let's spend some money and they're like oh hi and i'm like hmm the only person I got to that level with, well, there was a few people in Indiana that I got to that level with of of reciprocity, was uh, of course the hotel people. Yeah, because I would see them at the same time every day, so I knew the two shifts there. Right, and the morning shift people are always a little bit weird to me, and the evening people were a little too nice to me. Well, the evening people are the check-in people. I guess so. Morning people are the checkout people. And they have to fight with people about charges on credit cards. Uh, you know what? Yeah, they're a little salty. They're yeah. like, I'm ready to fight. They always looked at me like I was, I was an alien. I would go down there and be like, where's the free breakfast? And they'd well, be like, uh. maybe don't lead with that. But you know. <laughs> And then I would get a heaping portion of bacon, eggs, and very mealy potatoes Ew. from the only person of color I encountered the entire time well, who worked at the hotel buffet thing. Mm. Um who was being accosted by a man that reminded me of a Midwestern dad that was like, you know, he would he would wander in like his spurs were clanking and he'd be like, where's the bacon and eggs? Y'all ready to make an omelet this morning? I saw this guy twice and he was way too pumped about a continental breakfast. He'd been up since five in the morning thinking about how he was going to strategize his plate at the embassy suites. Yeah. Ooh, an embassy but then suites. He, it was, embassy suites is a good hotel. They always have pools. They always have pools. They have a gym. Hmm. They have uh, the free breakfast. They have a bar. I liked the embassy suites. I got to tell you, I would hmm. stay there again. My hotel room was really nice. It was it was literally a suite. Yeah. I had you know two TVs. I had a couch. I had a little kitchenette. I had a, a nice uh, separate bathroom. That was that was cool. I guess all bathrooms are separate, but this one was quite large. Unless you're at the standard and you're shitting with the window. Mm. Yeah. No, it was good. I huh. had a good time. You had all this joy happening, and you know what I did? What? Paid $1,200 to fix Corolla because her radiator shat. Um, yeah, when you said she was overheating, oh, yeah. I had a feeling it was probably the radiator. Or you have, you know, your engine is just fucked. Well, uh, and then... You paid $1,200 to fix her? Yes, I did. Damn. 
And then, is it even worth it at this point? Why don't, don't you know. just get a new car? Well, here's the thing. It gets worse. It gets worse. Things can get worse. Um, so I'm driving home from work on Saturday night. And then I'm on Green Avenue. I'm about to cross Throop. And then I'm midway through the block and then... <laughs> oh, that's just the sound of my muffler scraping on the ground behind oh, me. Oh, no. This is after the other fix. Yes, correct. Oh, fuck. So then I had to climb underneath and go well i know what it is just based on the sound we know what that sound is and then go huh well that's fully rusted off like the little hangy thing oh no but then i was like what's that and then i opened my trunk and then lifted the little carpet thing the entire wheel well for the spare is rusted out oh yeah and the thing poking out from the underside was the jack oh no so I'm like, so it wasn't your muffler. It oh was no, the it is jacks. the muffler. The muffler oh. was dragging, um, but now there's a hole in the bottom of my car. So you know how it was always like a little wet. Well, yeah, I do know. There was always dead leaves in there. Well, it always funny. smelled kind of bad. <laughs> you know, that's why you don't keep the trunk loaded with like paint. You're not going to use for a long time pieces of wood. Uh, That's not in there now. Folding chairs. There's I'm just no I'm trying chair. to go through the inventory. Wet magazines. No, not anymore. Things. I cleaned it out. I threw everything out. There's just like poly. There's just poly. Okay. You know. So you just, you left the hole though. Well, what am I? I mean, I just. No, what? if it's not a structural problem, you got to leave the hole. I'm not I, judging. I just found the hole when I was underneath my car on Green Avenue after I had torn my car apart for a zip tie. Is that what you did about the muffler? Did you just zip tie it back? Yes, I did. Are you going to take it to get fixed? Yes. Okay. I just had to get home to park the yeah, car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. And I was like, I know there's a zip, a zip tie in here somewhere. Wow. Because I was like, remember when we were doing cable management? Yeah, of course. And I had like just a billion zip ties and I like was like, oh, I'll take some to work. And then I had some in my Well, they ended up console. where all the things that you don't know where to put go, which is the trunk of the car. No, center console. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, no, that's where the Popeye's receipts go. And the empty vape cartridges. No, I, th- I throw things out. There. Thank you so <laughs> and the much. Gatorade bottles. Threw that all out too. Thank you so much. Um, I'm getting this energy off of you that sometimes happens, where I'm like, I'm gonna push this too far, <laughs> and Will's gonna snap. No, I mean, what? I mean, it's it can't get worse than you know you're driving and then just hear a scraping sound, and you're like, well, I know what that is. Hmm. Um, oh, that sucks. So I'm like. Are you still driving around with the zip tie? What's the situation now? This was on Saturday, and I just, like, parked her, mm-hmm. moved her across this, you know, it sounds like I'm driving a go-kart. So I'm like, well, I know that this is going to cost another thousand. And I was like, I called my mom, I was like, I think she's dead. Yeah, I think she's dead, man. Like, I'll do this. She has one it's more win. It's really sad that you, you know, you can't do anything about it, but it's very sad that you decided to invest in the radiator and then... I know. I was like, But this is what happens to beaters. That's how you find out that it's dead. Yeah. When now it's going to cost $2,500, you're like, okay. Just to make it through winter, you know? Oh, it's not going to make it through. It will. She's going to be fine for the Why winter. don't you just leave the zip tie for the winter? I'd like to go get my groceries and not sound like a go-kart. Because Does it st- it's, it's loud, so it's yeah, loud. you got holes yeah. all, all over the place. Oof. Well, I think, so, yes. You know, and I'm just flashing back to the last time I, I drove to Ohio, and I was like, I need to go get my muffler looked at. Well, yeah, guess what you can't do And anymore? it'll be so much cheaper here if I do it here. You, you can't drive that far anymore. I mean, this well, is this is what happens when you have a beater-ass city car yeah. eventually, is that you can, you can get it in shape enough to move it to the opposite side of the street 
a few times a week and drive to Trader Joe's or your studio. Yeah. But what it's not good for is going hundreds of miles anymore. Yeah. And I'm supposed to drive to a wedding on the 11th of November. Ooh, well, you better get on that muffler thing. She's going in on Friday. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm I'm genuinely sorry to hear that. But here's the upside. I'll tell you this. The used car market is starting to... It's coming down. It's coming down. Cool it a little yeah. bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been talking a lot about this with my coworker because my car, similarly, is not in good shape. Well, yours is screwed together, yeah. I think it's in better shape than Corolla, but I, I was doing some work recently because um, I got hit a long time ago. You remember that. I think I described it on the podcast. I got backed into by oh, a yeah. truck. It was when I still lived here. Yeah, yeah. Um, I never did anything about it because I can't. It's just a dent. It's not yeah. like a structural problem, but... The uh, bumper and all the parts have, you know, separated over time. And now it's a risk on the freeway of, like, catching some wind and just shearing off, oh. like, a huge portion of the car. Uh-huh. So I similarly, thanks to Ron, when he was in town, uh, used zip ties. I basically stitched the body of my car back together with five zip ties. Yeah. I gave it a suture. Yeah. And uh, now it's good. I actually did this very recently, like within the last week. It's been like this for like going on a year, uh-huh. and I was like, "Winter's coming, time to Game of Thrones time. We need yeah. to like take care of this." So I zip tied the car back together, and then I drove it to work to do this because, of course, that's where all the tools and supplies are. Well, thank you, boop. Yeah. Um, and w- when I get there, one of my coworkers who also drives a car to work said, "I hate to tell you this, but you have water in your tail light." So I didn't realize, I have no idea how long this has been Mm. like this. Somebody hit me, or I hit something, Yeah. trying to park, or while I was parked, and my taillight's been broken, not to the point where it's gone off or um, been even noticeable, but there's been a crack in it for a really long time, and water's been getting in there to the point where it was filled up to over where the lights are and it was like sloshing around and he could see it behind me and of course i can never see that i don't like walk around my car like my dad and like assess issues all the time so same day that i'm zip tying the car i'm like i gotta do something about this taillight and my other coworker gives me the brilliant idea of like hey man your car's a piece of shit just drill holes in the taillight so that the water i was gonna say just get a very small drill bit and just go to town so i took a 16 inch a uh, 16th inch drill bit and i drilled like six holes in the bottom let all the water drain out and so far so good yeah who cares um it did uh, there's not enough of a crack in it to for water to get to the bulbs because there's like two layers right, of plastic yeah. both are cracked but the exterior one is cracked worse and the interior one is cracked Lightly less cracked. bad yeah mm-hmm. so now that the water can drain out i think we're good and it didn't short in the meantime so i, I think we're fine, fine. Yeah. but yeah hey man i'm familiar with all these kind of problems the rust is getting worse I constantly worry about my wheel well, about the rats, uh, my fluid levels. You just never know. I also had no coolant when my thing was. Well, so you got to look I, at that I think stuff I every once made in a while. Well, no. The, when I get my oil changed, they're supposed to fill it up. Yeah, but that's not enough. When you have an old car, there's like minor leaks in everything lines well, all over the place. Not anymore. You're probably leaking coolant at a rate you don't even realize. Well, not anymore. Well, you know. Hey. Julio better have taken care of all that he probably did i mean he probably did it's too bad he didn't discover the muffler because he would have told you about it if he, i knew if that he the had. muffler was a problem but he's not a muffler guy mm-hmm. it's new york you have to go to a muffler person no i know you have to go all over the place but yeah so 
thinking about used cars. Yeah. I've started looking because I'm uh-huh. like, this is inevitable. I mean, yeah. even if I get five years out of this, unlikely. But yeah. if I get a few years out of this, I'll be extremely lucky. But any day now, I'm going to be driving around and have some catastrophe that costs $1,500. And yeah. just go, all right, scrap it. Yeah. And then I really don't like that. No. I'll be fucked. I don't like that. So I've been looking at cars and talking to my coworkers who are more into cars than me and trying to discover deals. And they're out there, man. They're out there. Uh, the other day... This is a hot tip for any listener because I don't think I'm going to pursue it. Mm. There was a Ford Escape, which is my car. Mm-hmm. Uh, hybrid. Mm. Don't know the mileage, but cosmetically it looked really good. And it was uh, on 54th Street between 9th and 10th in Manhattan for $8,200. That's not bad. Not bad if the mileage isn't bad. Yeah. If that car is below or near 100,000 miles, I'd take that deal. That's a yeah. cash deal. You're done. You yeah. just throw some plates on there. You get the you know you get the title changed over. Yeah. No big deal. Great great car in terms of utility. Right. You know if the maintenance on it isn't going to be a problem for you, hybrid. I'm serious. The, yeah. I'm serious about hybrid at this point. I've talked a lot about this with people in the know. Best city car possible. Yeah, no you sure. don't want an electric car, no. obviously, because you ass, can't yeah. run an extension cord out your fucking window to a street well, there's parking. there's parking spots that have it now. Yeah, but what are you going to... You're going to go out of your way. You already have to move your car opposite yeah, side four times a week. You're going to go out of your way to drive to Queens and go to the ch- supercharger station or right, whatever. Yeah. Fuck that. That's crazy. Hybrid is the best because your city miles, you're just running the battery. You get gas three times a year. Oh. In a hybrid car, unless you're taking day trips, you know? Yeah. And in that case, you get a normal take of gas like you would, and the rest of the time you're running on electric. Huh. The absolute best. Older hybrid cars are not so bad because even if the battery is worn out, they're not a Tesla, right? You don't have to get brand loyal parts replacement parts. Yeah, yeah. I was told this. If you get a Japanese or Korean-made car in particular that's a hybrid... You can get a Philippines-made battery mm. that's a generic replacement that's 50% the price oh, of the battery from the dealership, and you're good to go. I was looking at, like, used Priuses. I was looking at used Priuses as well. Because they have a hatchback. They have a hatchback. Yes. <sighs> you, can get, you can get a 2011-2012 Prius for, like, five, six, $7,000. You're probably going to have to replace, replace the battery in it for five grand at some point. Right. But you might as well drive it till you have to do that. I was looking at like 2018, you know, a little more recent. Well, if you're in the neighborhood of being willing to have a car payment. Uh, you, it's like $300. To, you could buy yeah. a used car from a dealership with a decent amount down and then have a pretty low car payment yeah. for a while. Yeah, sure. The thing is, I'm not in that neighborhood. I don't think I can really afford a car payment i have to buy one in cash and i would hate to empty most of my savings for that but absolutely would do it at this point if i can't yeah yeah. i mean but like look if you're looking at buying a used car that's like 15 17 20 22 000 that's not unusual and that's not a bad deal for certain things i don't want to pay that much i'm looking for like 12 that's a tough area. I mean, look, look you either got to go like below 10 grand yeah. and just get a cash deal that, you know, is going to be another beater yeah. that you just drive till it dies or you pay around 20,000. But if your budget is 12, you need to save up 12 so that you can put a down payment of 12 because a car payment on 8 grand over is, yeah. 5 or 6 years is not that much money. Yeah. 
I think that's the approach you want to take, but then you have to buy it from a dealership well, where there's additional hidden fees. Of course. I mean, the other thing, my parents are like, oh, you're going to have your dad's Honda Accord. I'm like, so it smells like cigarettes? I don't want that. Honestly, Will, what do, what do you what do you put in a fight about here? Yeah, it smells like cigarettes. Corolla smells like cigarettes. No, she doesn't. Will. Does she? Yes. Oh. You you think, you know, you're blasting a fag every once in a while and you don't think it sticks? I don't smoke in there now. Mm. Used to. No, that's the thing. I mean, it's different. Once than, a smoking car, always a smoking car. I mean, car. it's different than, like, the level of chiefing mm-hmm. that the Honda Accord has seen. Well, and that's the thing. Maybe it'll liberate you. Now that you have a cigarette car, you might as well make it a cigarette car. Well, I could, I could also get a detailer. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's fixable. Yeah. That's not. That is not a huge problem. I know. You drive that car with the windows open to the pumpkin patch, a couple of times, you're going to be fine. <laughs> you know. It just has to make it to Big Indian Lodge. Mm-hmm. Um. If you're going to inherit an Accord, yeah, go for it. What's the mileage on that baby? I have no fucking idea. It's probably what, like a 2014 Accord. Later. Later. It's a later Accord. I kind of want to look at it's it. It's an Ohio driver. It's probably got 100,000 miles on it, but what not are you going to do? I'm not going anywhere. A Honda, less good. Toyota's the best, but I know. Honda or Toyota, you can push that to more than 200,000 miles and yeah. usually be It'll okay. Be How, what does yeah. Corolla have on it right now, by the way? She's like 148, 153. That's it? 153. Damn. She's Damn. up there. My car's going to get Where wrecked. Where is she at 184? I don't know. I'm at 191 check. right now on a yeah, Ford. Yeah, because it was going... Oh, fuck. That should have exploded three weeks ago. This thing is, yeah, it's going to die. I don't know. Maybe I have a unicorn, though. It seems to be fucking fine. It is bolted together. But that's just rust. What are you going to do about that? I mean, hey, it's an East Coast car. That's what happens. I know. It's not a big deal, though. Last time I took it to Julio, he was like, you know, looks fine. And then I took it to some Ohio mechanic, you know, about a year ago, and they were like, yeah, the electrical problems are what they are, but that's typical for this and looks pretty good otherwise. And I'm like, all right. That's the thing. They, When you take it to someone in Ohio, they're like, you know what? could be worse. And you're like, what does that mean? Well, and here's the thing. I mean, climate change is doing us car drivers a lot of favors. The winters aren't as harsh as they yeah, once were. They're not putting salt on the road all that often. Mm, see, but I always got fucked. By having to take it, drive it to Queens, like dig myself out, rock back and forth, get out, and then go on a journey just to go back and then try to park in another snowbound shit show. Mm. So I've inadvertently shoved a lot of snow where it doesn't belong. Mm. Well, what else is new? I don't. I don't do cocaine. Mm. All right, I'll speak for myself. Well. <laughs> um, you know, here's the thing. Here's my here's my advice to you. You're taking it on Friday. Yeah. If the bill comes back for over a thousand dollars, I think you have to give up on Corolla. It was a thousand dollars the last time I did it. But I think if it's under a thousand dollars, it's fine. Yeah. Do it and ride it out as long as possible. The thing is, though, it just scares. It, I would be scared if I was you because the next thing you know, three months from now, you're like, "Fuck, another thousand dollars." Then you, if it happens, I, I mean, because think about it, blowout. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of cheap, honestly. It wasn't that bad, but like blowout. Overheating, mm-hmm. and then muffler. I'm like, fuck me. Yeah, this will be the third time I've replaced the fucking muffler. That's insane. The, In ten years. Well, that's too many times. The first time I took it to a guy on 
major street and I gave him a hundred dollars cash. So I don't know about that one. <laughs> it did last a really long time. Yeah, maybe go back to that guy. Lopez it only lasted about uh twenty eighteen I got that done. I would tell I would tell you go back to the first guy then. And just be like, hey. I mean, five years ain't I bad. I think he was like, just like junkyard picking and just being like, I'll put a new one in. And you're like, whatever. I, sometimes that's fine. I mean, the, you know, the, the guy the guy that my dad paid fucking 300 bucks to like bolt on the, my back wheel well. Yeah. I think the guy. That's going Street pretty died. steady. Well, I got I to gotta look him up. Um, I don't know. My my whole gist of this is if you can get five more years i mean you'd be lucky if you if if it costs less than a thousand dollars and you get five more years out of it it will have been worth it but i think you have to keep in mind not if something happens in three months but if something happens in 18 to 36 months you got to give it up oh no even if it doesn't seem like you have to i already had the conversation of i give up this is too much you have to like you know only child so i get that like little benefit of like Hi, do you want me to die on the roads, on oh, the dude, mean streets of New York? Come on, take the nicotine-stained Accord. I don't want it, though. It's road hard. You w- you want it. Mm-hmm. Yes, you do. You want the 2018 Honda I Accord. I want the Prius. Well, you you, you got to buy that. And then, then. I got to pay for it. Fuck. Yeah, you want the thing that's free. You know, you can get the Prius later. Save up for the Prius while you have the nicotine Accord. Title of that. I know. I was going to say, what a great title. <laughs> <laughs> The nicotine accord. It sounds like a treaty, but we don't <laughs> yeah, talk, we don't talk about those now. Um, oh man. Oy. Okay, uh, let's move on to the after yeah. show, shall we? Mm-hmm. All right. 